really excited to play some more Gears later today, by the way. Yeah. We're going to talk about Gears, and I'm like, all I want to do is now play Gears. I know I will. <laughs> I just read your response. <laughs> You're the favorite Gears game. Okay. Oh, gosh. Welcome to Talk About Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan, the more put-together one. Shut up, and we're twin brothers here to bring you what's new in nerd dumb. We give colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we set course for realities beyond our own. Welcome, everyone, to episode 58. Today's recording date is Thursday, January 20th, and this episode will be released on Monday, January 29th to Saturday. Saturday, January 20th. There's too many typos. It's Saturday. I just read what was it? Who put that on the teleprompter? <laughs> you know he'll say anything on the teleprompter. It is Saturday, January 20th, <laughs> and this episode's going to be released Monday, January 29th. Today we're going to be discussing Gears of War 6, specifically the Horde mode, and make sure to stick around towards the end of the episode for some more nerddom news. I'm not reading the end of that. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I added a little bit of extra text to his uh, his notes, and all right, he's he's not a drone. I have a third nipple! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Andrew, go ahead and hit us with those opening questions, please, before we dissolve into chaos. What's your favorite Gears of War campaign? Definitely Gears of War 1. The initial like world building and setting of this world, this alternate Earth, whatever it actually is, so 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 good like when it first came out i was like oh my gosh this is going to be one of the staple franchises that like really puts xbox and microsoft like above the rest super awesome and honestly the tool hammer of dawn so 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 cool i am just mm, gets me randy love it i actually really really wish we could still use the hammer of dawn later, but we don't. It's a little upsetting. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure I reference the correct thing because I wrote this. I knew what my... Okay, yes. My favorite Gears of War campaign is actually Gears of War 2 because Dom's search for his wife, Maria, is devastating. Oh, dude. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Like, I remember sitting there as like a teenager and just thinking, I'm going to have to go to therapy. This is bad. Oh my gosh. I feel a wee bit broken from this, so all right. <laughs> I feel sad. So sad. From a video game. And I mean, it's just, it's so good. And there's some specific weapons in the second game that are that are crazy fun. Um, Gears of War 2, I think, is the first one to introduce a flamethrower. And I don't know if you remember this, but the mortar. Do you remember Gears of War used to have a mortar in it? Vaguely. It had a mortar. It had an ink grenade. It was great. So Gears 2, really, really fun. It's it's a little bit more difficult to go back to some of the older games because the gameplay isn't as crisp. Like, it's my favorite as far as the story. Gameplay, I, I'm not sure it would hold up. I mean, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a gameplay replay on Twitch because they're all on Game Pass. Are they backwards compatible? Yeah. Cool. All right, Nathan, hit us with that next opening question. All right, Andrew, what is your favorite horde class to use? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. I think the demo is probably my favorite horde class. It was the first and quickest class I ever took to uh, level 20. It feels so good to just kill everything. It's just point, shoot, boom, point, shoot, boom. <laughs> it really, really is like just a fast track to making my dopamine receptors go off. <laughs> and if you have a good mechanic or engineer of some 
sort, and they give you a really good setup on your weapons lockers. It's just boom shot for days. Yeah, you basically overwatch the entire battlefield, and it's it's so so good. It's he's one of the only uh, the sorry, excuse me. The dem the demolition is one of the only classes that can really match pace with the health scaling, and honestly, raw damage output because. Later in the rounds, usually the engineer is putting up most of the damage, but the demo can keep up with that if it's a good demo. And of course, if the engineer's not just like, yeah, I'm not going to give you a weapons locker, uh, they usually will. So usually you can do all right if you switch between a boom shot and the Lancer GL. So you can like shoot like all three of your shots and then you switch to the GL. And by the time you've done that, some of your ammo has probably replenished for the other one. Um, and then if you have a weapons locker, you really only need like one or two more boom shots and you're good to go. It's so fun. We're probably going to do a run through of five demos on a relatively hard difficulty uh, here in the next few days. I'm not sure if it's actually going to get streamed or not, but I we will let you know how it went. Uh, we actually did the same thing with the gunner class, I think, last week. It was so fun. So much fun. Did we make it all the way through or did we die on 49 or was that a different game? That was a different game where we died on 50. Oh yeah, you're right. It was wave 50 and the bosses got us and we had survivor on. Dude, my favorite, actually that leads really well into mine. My favorite horde class is the gunner. Same as you. It was the first class I ever took up to 20 and it's, for me, I felt like it paced really, really well. Because again, once you got up to those higher scaling abilities, you were able to regen ammo, do a ton of damage. You could grab a try shot and you could literally pop headshots from like across the map. Yeah. Like I get like 30 to 40 hat tricks per game as the gunner. Like just constant triple headshots. So, so, so many. And it's just really nice to being able to put that much fire down and eliminate enemies really quickly. There's nothing more sure. frustrating in horde mode than like shooting at an enemy forever. Then they hide behind cover and they regenerate all their health. You're like, cool, I'm doing nothing here. Yeah. Like I'm doing damage, but I'm not like, I'm not actually weakening the enemy. So that's probably my like big pet peeve, but uh, that's definitely my favorite horde class for sure. Yeah, when you feel, especially in the later rounds, that like enemies are a damage sponge, especially if you have more lethal on, when they can just basically blink in your direction and you go down and you have to put in multiple magazines to down them, at that point, it's like this This either is not a very well-optimized build or I'm just not having fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, guys, we're going to hop into our main discussion. But first, we're going to give a thanks and shout out to our patrons. Huge thanks. Shout out to David, Mike, and Isaac. Again, join our Patreon, guys. It supports the channel. We do a lot of cool stuff here, like servers, giveaways, higher quality content, all that stuff. We have some really, really cool goals that we want to do, but they require money. So we'd really help with, uh, we would really appreciate the help with supporting, uh, with support from Patreon uh, for only five bucks a month. So thank you guys so much. With that, we are going to get into our main article here today. Now, based on a very, very vague article from <laughs> GameRant.com, Gear 6 is looking at a 2026 released release date. So very, very... Darn it, I just had a tab open for that. Where did that go? Um, yeah, there it is. So it, it was basically a leak that is going to be filling in the seven-year gap between Gears 5 and Gear 6. So... That's a long time between games. Yes. 
But also, I'm really excited about this. I hopefully that means like seven years in the making, then they're actually going to put some really good effort into this. And we're going to see some awesome effort put into Gears of War 6. Yeah. So our main topic today is we're actually going to be talking about the Gears what we want to see out of the Gears 6 Horde mode. This is, that's all we're really going to be talking about. We're not going to be talking about the competitive multiplayer. We're not going to be talking about the campaign, uh, which we did hear that the campaign is going to be open world style game, similar to Gears 5, um, maybe even more of an open world. I don't really know what that's going to look like. Maybe it's going to be more like Halo Infinite. That fills me with a little bit of trepidation because I did find Halo Infinite a touch boring. So hopefully they don't make it so open that like you spend a lot of your time traveling, I guess. Yeah, hopefully not. There was a little bit of that in Gears 5. Um, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, I never actually beat the campaign on Inconceivable because I was like, well, I don't know, didn't really uh, float my boat. And there was definitely some parts that were very, very difficult. Okay, but we're going to be talking about what we want to see out of the horde modes, specifically improvements or quality of life or just different things to make it a little bit more spicy. I'm going to start us off here. I think the horde mode needs a little bit more horror. I don't know if you guys played Gears 1, but Gears 1 campaign very much felt like a horror game where you like physically couldn't step into the dark because these crazy bat-like creatures called the krill would attack you and shred you to pieces it was freaky i think adding this as a modifier or even just a constant to certain maps i think would be super super interesting or just like like oh like a random uh krill swarm has come through the map now or like a sandstorm you know where it's like limited visibility and it changes kind of the way you have to play uh, I think that would be really interesting. Along with that, I think it would be really cool where if the engineer classes could add like buildable lights that provide protection from the krill, that way you could kind of expand uh, where in the battlefield you could actually be and survive during those krill attacks. Um, a little bit of a heads up, a lot of my updates are going to be expanding on the complexity and nuance of the engineer builds. Because uh, that's been, that's the biggest change in horde mode so far since it didn't it started as just like okay you're dropped here you don't get you don't build you just fight and now we're like okay now you build a base and then you fight absolutely what i would love to see is potentially some more classes i think they've done a really good job in expanding into different class types but I just I I think the creative team is on to something and I would love them to kind of like stretch their creative muscles a little bit and kind of give us more classes because it's just like there's so many possibilities and I just want them to run with that as much yeah. as possible. Very similar to you Andrew, I would actually love some new enemies as well. There are just some things in the campaigns like even if it's weather effects but like different like boss enemies and I'm like I know we get like the matriarch and stuff like that and it'd just be really cool to see all sorts of different enemies. Basically, if it could, if it has happened in a Gears campaign, I think that'd be really cool to have like a toggle switch to be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna bring this in. So that's what I would like. Yeah, like what are the what are the giant spiders that you face? Like in Gears One and Two, those things are freaky. Wasn't the Brumok? Was it? No, the no, because that was the Swarmok. Yeah, that Brumok was... Swarmok. But yeah, the giant that that's that's one of the things is like you have these giant spiders and I'm like imagine having to kill one of those with like four of your buddies. Like that'd be so cool. <laughs> that'd be very cool. I mean, other than the fact I'd have to wear an adult diaper cuz 
spiders are freaky, but you know, whatever. Uh, one thing I would like to see in horde mode, which I got this inspiration because there's exactly one map that lets you do this in Gears 5, uh, and it's the ability to use relic weapons in horde mode. There's one map where they like randomly spawn in. They're like, oh, by the way, you get relic weapons. Why only on this map? Um, if you guys haven't played the Gears 5 campaign, relic weapons are just modified versions of every other weapon that's in, in the game. They either behave differently or they do more damage or both. I think it would be really interesting that for like an increased cost out of the fabricator or the option to load them into like a maxed out weapon locker and like press like Y or something would turn them into a relic weapon would be awesome. Dude, you want to pack a punch your weapons. <laughs> I Yeah, I want to pack my pun pack a punch my weapons for lack of a better term. I want to shoot lasers out of a chainsaw flamethrower. <laughs> But yeah, it's those kind of things that I think would be really interesting. You know, more of that end game, because there's some classes that really peter off towards the end. They they can't keep up with damage. And if you don't have like the right card loadout, you're screwed. You can't even attempt a master run without like two gold cards and three epic cards all maxed out. Uh, so one of the things that one of the classes that really struggles with damage drop off is the Nomad. He's like the Marksman, but worse. Uh like he's supposed to only use the uh, the scout rifle, the Marksa, and it's a terrible weapon. Like it's not good. So having an entire class that revolves around that weapon, you're like, this is dumb and I don't like it. And like a lot of his cards or a lot of their cards are like map specific. Like, oh, you do more damage if you're on the high ground. I was like, well, what if I'm not on the high ground? <laughs> Come on. It's like I, I just lose my damage. That's dumb. I, I would like to see those types of characters be able to, you know, go a bit above and beyond by getting like a relic weapon. I'm actually going to shuffle around some of my my hopes and dreams uh, because that actually goes into my one of my last points is I actually want there to be more weapon specializations or a fine tune fine tuning of the weapon specializations because mm -hmm. the nomad's actually a really good example of this is you you're, you're specializing into a single weapon but it, it like you're not going to go to 50. every class should have value in the 30s 40s and 50s on the waves yep. having a class that basically like doesn't specialize in anything or just like basically having weapons that you're like hey if you get stuck with this weapon you're screwed like that feels bad Feels like real bad. the the challenge of horde is already crazy hard. Like these enemies, literally, like in a one v one gunfight, you lose every shot. You need your teamwork. You need the combination of abilities to win these matches. So having weapons and classes that are like, hey, you actually like can't take this all the way, is a huge waste of time. So having better weapon specializations would be like one of my top things. I think they need to add like. They like the Marksa should not just be garbage. Like you should be able to absolutely dome people and feel like you're adding damage to the team. But like when you get into those later rounds and you're only putting out 20,000 damage and the engineer is putting out 200,000, a whole order of magnitude up, you're like, yeah, actually you could have just stayed. You could have not shot a single shot in that round and wouldn't the engineer would have taken all, it wouldn't have made a difference. So, and that just feels bad. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's boring to shoot an entire clip into an enemy and be like, Hey man, hold on so I can reload and then finish you off. Like a normal Imago or drone shouldn't take multiple clips to down. Right. For so sure. they need better weapon specializations and arguably more of them as well. 
Well, and the Marxist specifically just needs to be reworked because it's bad. It doesn't do enough damage. Uh, its clip is too small and its reticle bloom is way too big. It's like, you can't hit anything with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fairly inaccurate, especially at longer distances, but it's a marksman rifle. It's supposed to be accurate. It's in the name. Yeah. It's so, not good. It's that's a little bit of uh, a little bit of a ball buster there. So indeed. All right. So you're on the next point. Uh, I switched mine. So I said my last point instead of my next point. Oh, more weapons specialization. Sorry, I was just reading. Uh, so the next thing I want to see, uh, and this kind of goes along with your more weapon specializations, is more weapons to choose from just in general, specifically a mid-tier melee weapon. So right now, the two melee weapons we have is your knife and the breaker mace. <laughs> just two worlds apart. Like the breaker mace is this like, really strong slow hitting weapon i want something that's like almost as fast as the knife but doesn't like you don't have to wind up to swing it so i'm thinking something along the lines of like uh like a combat machete or a katana so mid-tier damage mid-tier attack speed because right now like all of the melee builds play pretty much exactly the same it's like you pick up a breaker mace and you go around and you hit stuff we have a couple different classes that are like that all the melee classes pretty much the same they don't really appeal to me in that case it's like what why why would i want to basically do the same thing and take it up to 20 other than to hunt for the achievement if it's just the same thing of a build i already maxed out which makes no sense because there's actually several ranged weapons in the universe that have melee options. So like, for example, the chain, uh, sorry, the uh, Lancer. Oh, chainsaw. Thank you, Lancer. I was like, oh my gosh, what's the name of the primary <laughs> weapon of the franchise? The it's Lancer a has a chainsaw. <laughs> the Retro Lancer has a bayonet and the claw has like diamond spikes off the front of it. Like you should be able to use those, like your generic melee in those weapons should be using your weapon as a melee option but it should be for increased damage, right? Because yeah. if I'm like, think of it like Warhammer 40,000, right? If I'm running at you with a chain sword, I should be able to like hack and slash. I shouldn't have to go through an execution sequence. Like I should be able to drag it across your chest, do moderate amount of damage. But like me just like, yeah, yeah. Hitting you with a combat knife. I'm like, dude, you have a knife on your gun. Like stab it into them. Like use the retro lancer for extra damage. Yeah. Like you should get melee damage buffs from those weapons agree and i like your idea as well as we should have more because the biggest issue with the breaker mace is it breaks uh it doesn't have unlimited ammo which is stupid it's a melee weapon that yeah. doesn't like you can't continuously use as a melee weapon i mean so it's, having a, it's the uh it's the equivalent of the gravity hammer from halo like it's like in this case it's running out of energy um i would love to see a melee weapon that does less damage but doesn't break that would be awesome because then it, like you don't have to it frees up the engineer because it means you don't have to like keep either spending points or having to use a spot in the weapons locker yeah. for a breaker mace so yep. they have a lot of different avenues they can take with that so i really like that and just as like a tiny quality of life put a percentage meter on the breaker mace like that would be really nice 
It's just a line. It's like, come on. I know this game came out like, what, 2019, five years ago? Dude, just just put a stinking percentage. I just want to know what percentage I'm at. Because then I can exactly tell, okay, if I do little swings and it's taking off 7%, and if I do a big swing, it takes off 11%, I have exactly two and a half swings left or two swings before I have to stop using it. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a little bit more battlefield awareness there for sure. One thing I would love to see is customizable waves. So there are certain enemies that are really, really fun to fight against, and there are certain enemies that are not. There's, I, I already am kind of running into some, some pitfalls with this, especially for like some games that are like basically once you start editing how the game is going to produce your gameplay, they're like, hey, you can't get achievements from this anymore. What I would like to see is like score modifiers. Like if you're like, hey... Yeah. Like if you basically, if I wanted to play a jingle juvies round, but like not have to wait until December, like I would love to just be able to queue that up and be like, Hey, we're going to play five of us, but we're going to play against like a million juvies or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so you could just come up with these like outrageously hard challenges. And Mm -hmm. then it gives you different score modifiers. Like maybe like juvies only is like a score modifier of like minus 20%, right? Right. Yeah. Cause they're easy. But if it's like, Hey, you're only going to fight scions and bosses. It's like turning skulls on in halo. Like yeah. you should get mm-hmm. a, a bonus score from those. And it would be really cool because some people, not myself are so good at this game that they need continually. They need to keep adding modifiers. They're like, Hey, I want to fight harder enemies because I want more score. Like the seriously achievements are so hard. And that'll actually be my next point that I'll go into a little bit later. But having customizable waves could just be really fun. Like just gearing up with your friends and you're like, hey, we are legitimately going to fight like 17 Sentinels. Like we, this is air superiority at its finest. Let's see how long we can hold out. You know, that would just be, I think that'd be really fun. And it would just add some whimsy to the game. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think those are all really good things. So moving on to our next point. Sorry, I, I can just imagine like a literal juvie swarm would be so fun to the, the kind of thing where uh, or like juvie swarm, no explosives <laughs> like ah! <laughs> help, 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 help. <laughs> yeah, you'd just keep firing, right? just keep firing. We call this one the Tyranid mod or, or the Zerg mod. Yeah, that would be super fun. I want to see a significant expansion to the skill set of the engineer classes. Yeah, buddy. So things like the ability to establish automatic supply lines, allow the engineer to build cables like in like deep rock where you like put those, those cables down between different machines uh, to uh, automatically supply ammo to your turrets. Obviously this would have a cost to it. So, but it would, it would pay off because you would automate because most of the engineer gameplay is just running back and forth between your fortifications, repairing them and refilling them with ammo. It would be nice to be able to build these things and forget them. There would be a cost associated. Yeah. Ammo hoppers and things like that. Yeah. Ammo hoppers, uh, like have like basically like a cable running directly from your fabricator to a turret that could either give like the turret a buff or change the weapon type of the turret. Uh, instead of like a like a turret that's like uh, 50 caliber ammo, you could change it to lasers that would do different kinds of damage to different people. Ooh, I like that. Incendiary ammo. Incendiary ammo. It's like, sure, that would cost and that would potentially have to uh, like constantly take out energy from 
your fabricator, which would require more teamwork to have everyone put into the fabricator to keep those supply lines up and moving. So like it, you'd be able to balance it, I think, relatively easily. Um, but it would just uh, it would allow for more diverse gameplay from the engineer because right now they all build exactly the same. Additionally, I would like to see buildable cover, more traps. I already talked about more <laughs> automation and make each engineer do something different. So right now, the architect, the mechanic and the robotics expert play exactly the same with very little difference between them. I would even go as far to make each engineer focus on a different sect of the fortifications, offense, defense, and support slash buffs. And then each engineer would only get a discount on those fortifications of their chosen type. Ooh, yeah. Again, variety is the spice of life. For <laughs> Or in this case, variety is the spice of death, which is original uh, Xbox 360 achievement for Gears of War. You know what I'm saying? They all play exactly the same. I have no, I have no motivation to play the architect because I already have a mechanic and a robo expert almost at level 20. I'm like, why would I do that a third time? Because you need the achievement. Because I need the achievement. <laughs> which goes into my next point. They need to rework the seriously achievement. Dude, it's so dumb. Each iteration of the seriously achievement has gotten harder and harder stop it stop it right now <laughs> they're so hard like they're to the point where this game came out in 2019 so four over almost five years ago so few people have the seriously achievement i'm like dude i would have to dedicate like my entire streaming schedule to getting this for like a year for this to happen and i probably still wouldn't get it like it's it's so crazy like tone it down guys like the first few iterations were nice because you're like this is hard but it's not just an endless grind like i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not gonna play a game straight for a year like there's so many different options and things and like i like different styles of games so don't give me an achievement that like forces you to do only one thing so uh they need a new seriously achievement i'm i'm off my soapbox so just just to clarify, uh, seriously, 5.0 is 50 re-ups, complete the inconceivable campaign, master all hive and horde maps. Like, that's a ton. And first off, hive, it's not a fun game mode. No, it's not. It sucks. I do not like it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. I do not play hive. I ignore it completely. I, I would be shocked if it showed up in gear six. I'd be shocked. Same. Okay, let's see. The next thing I have is, so this is the last improvement that I want to see. And this kind of goes on to like an expansion of the current classes. And maybe maybe not even necessarily more classes, but just more more specialized. That's, re that's really the only word for it. And what I want to see is a better Grenadier build. Because right now, there is not a Grenadier build. Holy crap, it sucks so bad. There's not a single good <laughs> grenade build. The demo's grenade build, the demo's grenade build, you only use if you don't have his other objectively better cards. It's straight awful. For example, for uh, an actual grenadier build, add the ability to swap a weapon for a second grenade or something. Add like a speed upgrade or a movement speed upgrade so they can go around and they can throw more grenades and they can plant more grenades, things like that. Add a bonus to like the Lancer GL and maybe like a sweet sidearm, like with like explosive ammo or something, and maybe bring back the mortar. Like that would be a great weapon 
for the Grenadier build. Also, I think it would be really great if you could like physically increase the size of the explosions. The big flashy grenades that make your frames bog down give me all of the good brain chemicals. Like when you see a grenade go off and you're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I'm thinking, do you remember in Borderlands 2 the, uh, for the soldier when you could throw your turret and a nuke would go off? That's what I want to see. Yes. So much fun. That's what I want to see. Like, I think it would be really cool if the gren the grenadier could like for like five thousand energy buy a nuke grenade from the the fort of, uh, the fabricator. Like, that would be worth it in my opinion. Be like, you get one. That'd be real nice. Hope you don't lose it. <laughs> and it would like do just a ton of damage. It would add like radiation as a as a modifier, so you could like irradiate, bleed, and uh, burn an enemy all at the same time. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, buddy. I love that. Our final bit that we are hoping for in Gears of War 6, guys. And personally, I would love to see this. I want to see this now. I don't want to wait another few years. I want to see this now. I'm tired as not playing as the... So as somebody who doesn't play as the engineer all that often, I am so tired of moving a barrier at the speed of one mile an hour. Oh my gosh. If the engineer builds it... I want to be able to move it at normal speed. At normal walking because there, speed. Because there are no, there there are maps where it takes so long to move everything into place, depending on where your fabricator is located, that you should be able to move stuff around. Because you take a horrendous movement penalty if you don't have that. And I wish they would change that. Just simply, I wish we could interact with the environment and barriers and buildable options a lot easier. Because mm -hmm. once the mechanic or whoever builds it like the team should be able to interact with it so much easier mm -hmm. yeah moving fortifications is insane i mean specifically just like that's all i have considering jack has so much value in just being able to pick up and move fortifications a little bit faster than everyone else like it's insane it's like you've already taken away the ability for us to sprint while we're holding fortifications, but we should still be able to move at a normal walking speed. I think that's fair because if you're moving at a normal walking speed and you're walking around at wave 30, uh, you're still going to die. Like it's already dangerous enough. All right, Andrew, do you have anything else to add? I think I am good. I am pretty much all talked out. I have been sitting at the computer for like six straight hours already this morning. Yeah. Get up, walk around, touch some grass for sure. Thank you, everyone, for watching, guys. We are so appreciative of every single one of you. Make sure to leave us your theories in the comments. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns about Gear 6, we would love to hear them from you. If you have any uh, questions you'd like featured on air, shoot us an email at talkabouttatooine at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe and like and do all of those different things and support us on Patreon if you guys are able. That helps us do a lot of really cool stuff. And make sure to really follow us on Twitch. That's kind of where we're spending most of our time during the week. Uh, so make sure you guys follow us there. That's where we do a lot of kind of like our down and dirty stuff of actual like gameplay stuff. So make sure to follow us there. Until next time here, guys, we will see you in the next one. And what, what would you say? You wouldn't say may the force be with you from Gears of War. Um, hope the Swarmock doesn't get you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. <laughs>